Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to World Weekly from the Financial Times. I'm Gideon Rachman. Today we're looking at Germany, where Chancellor Angela Merkel faces an array of problems corporate, diplomatic, and social ranging from the scandal at Volkswagen to the arrival of up to a million refugees in the country. So does all of that add up to a crisis for Germany? Joining me on the line from Berlin to discuss that issue is our bureau chief there, Stefan Wagstall, and here in the studio is our automotive correspondent, Andrew Sharman. Stefan, first, viewed from afar, it looks kind of like there's a lot of problems facing Merkel at the moment. What's the mood like in Berlin? Is there a, any sense of, of deep concern or are people just getting on with it? There's certainly concern, but it would be too much to say that Germany is gripped by crisis or even that the political elite is gripped by crisis. Refugees are by far the most important issue here among those that you've discussed and one where Chancellor Merkel has taken a personal responsibility and has personal lead. She's had a rough series of meetings with her own party colleagues from the conservative CDU-CSU But I'm told that while people have spoken their mind and criticized her, the majority is still behind her. This is not just an expression of faith in her. It's also an expression of faith in the German government, administration, the vast resources of this country to cope with the flows. That said, the refugee crisis has no clear end. And meanwhile, the Chancellor also has faced questions on the Volkswagen affair, which is deeply worrying to many Germans. Yeah, Andrew, I mean, it sounds like a huge problem for Volkswagen. Does it potentially threaten the future of the company? Well, this is bad for VW. I mean, it's terrible, first off, for its brand reputation. I mean, people are going to be asking serious questions about whether they can trust this brand that was previously known for, you know, maybe it was a little bit boring, but certainly it was reliable and it had a reputation for engineering excellence. That is threatened. It's certainly, you talk to anyone and they say VW is going to struggle for at least a decade in the US where this scandal over the use of defeat devices first broke. It's facing big recall costs. We don't know how big they're going to be because we don't know the extent of the fix that VW will eventually propose. And it also faces pretty hefty fines in the US, possibly not as high as the $18 billion that's been speculated, but certainly a multi-billion dollar fine. You talk to some other people and they say this potentially is good for VW in a way because it's the sort of crisis that may wake it from its poor corporate governance situation that it's been in for a while. I mean, Vinterkorn, the CEO, has stepped down. Okay, Mueller, his replacement, is still, to a certain extent, a member of the old guard. But this is the kind of crisis that people think may prompt real change in the way this company is run. Give us a sense of where VW fits into the whole German motor industry, because its goal was to be the biggest car company in the world. Even if VW is hobbled, Presumably, you've still got very, very strong companies. You've got Daimler-Benz and so on. But are they also potentially affected by this? Yeah, I mean, again, to come back to that brand question, I mean, this does reflect badly on sort of made in Germany as a brand. So you have Volkswagen, this sprawling 12 brand group that includes marks such as Audi and here in the UK, Bentley. 
But you obviously got the other premium car manufacturers, BMW and Daimler, which is owner of the Mercedes-Benz mark. And this does have a knock-on effect in a way as it does to the rest of the industry, because it means regulators are going to start clamping down on these car makers and how they are meeting or whether they are meeting these emissions targets. And if those targets get tougher, if tests get stricter, then the costs to produce clean, less polluting vehicles will rise, which has an impact on margins. Arguably, you could say BMW and Daimler are a better position because they already have better margins than the broader VW group. And more broadly, are there problems looming for the German car industry, which is so much at the kind of core of the German economic miracle, because China is slowing. And last time I spoke to somebody from Daimler, bumped into them, he said he was quite pleased. He said, China's now just become our largest market. Well, that's slowing. And also, I've got a sense that they're concerned about the driverless cars being developed in Silicon Valley and the threat that cars might become less of an engineering thing and more of a software thing in which Germany is less prominent. I think your sense is correct. I mean, it seems like an age away now, but we had the Frankfurt Motor Show earlier this month, just before the VW scandal broke. And the scandal has, in effect, given us a pause from all of those deeper threats. In Frankfurt, they were talking about electric vehicles. There was a lot of that. I mean, VW committed to building 20 plug-ins and electric vehicles by 2020. There was not much talk of China. And now this accounts for a huge proportion of profitability at these German car makers. You talk to some analysts. I mean, OK, Volkswagen doesn't break down operating profit by region, but some analysts think it could be as high as almost two thirds of operating profits at Volkswagen. So if China is slowing, as it is, it's normalizing and pricing is coming down, then that has a huge impact on profitability. And then Even deeper than that is this question of have they really addressed this phenomenon that people talk of as autopia, this future where cars are no longer driven by humans and are no longer owned. So what happens to a Volkswagen when people want autonomous cars that they rent by the mile, for instance? That's the really big stuff that this this VW scandal has caused us to temporarily turn away from. And Stefan, give us a sense of how important the car industry is to the underlying strength of the German economy, which I think has been the thing that's created the feel-good factor behind the whole Angela Merkel era. Certainly the economy is immensely important to popularity. The motor industry is the most significant industry that Germany has. The numbers would seem to give it a modest role because, as with any modern economy, industry is a relatively small share. In Germany, it's about 25% and roughly a fifth of that is the motor industry. However, those figures completely sort of understate the political and cultural and social importance of the car industry, which is seen as such a standard bearer for German manufacturing and for German technology, and even for German people's sense of themselves. So in that sense, it's very important to the government that its health is maintained and that the industry as a whole gets through the crisis. I would even go further and say that Volkswagen as a company is so important that I would find it very hard to imagine how German authorities would um, let it go. It's also deeply enmeshed in the German political system with the state of Lower Saxony where Volkswagen is headquartered and where it has its main plant being a very large shareholder in the company and a big voice on the supervisory board. So those are all big uh, long-term issues. But as you said when we began, at the moment, the papers are full of the migrant crisis. Again, reading about it from here, one gets the sense that Germany is beginning to have second thoughts, that they have this rather generous impulse to welcome migrants in. 
but they're worrying about the numbers. Do you sense a change in mood? Yes, it's beginning. I think that the real issue for many Germans is they have been welcoming, and that's what's new and different, the concerns that people have about refugees and being overwhelmed by numbers and so on is what is so common not just in Germany but in other European countries. So we have this surge of feeling, and in a sense it's not a surprise that it begins to wilt under the pressure. The real issue for many Germans and indeed German politicians is where will this end? Even a million would be um, manageable for a huge country such as this and a rich one if people knew that that's where it would end. Half a million a year, some politicians have talked about as a manageable total, which is huge by the standards, of course, of any other European country. But people can't even regard that as any kind of limit. They simply don't know how many will come this year, let alone how many will come next year. And of course, this is beginning to cause tensions, not just within Germany, but in Germany's diplomatic relations and in the European Union, which is so at the heart of Germany's approach to the world. So we saw over the euro crisis an estrangement between Germany and southern Europe, and now over the refugee crisis, apparently an estrangement between Germany and eastern Europe. Yes, the East Europeans think they're being put upon, that it's Germany that's such an attraction for the refugees. Um, It's Germany that, to an extent, has put down the welcome mat, and therefore it's Germany that should deal with the problem. The Germans, on the other hand, take the very understandable view that as members of one community, the European Union, other states should participate and share responsibility, and especially the East European states, which have benefited so much from European Union and indeed German support over the last 25 years. So finally, Stefan, do you think that this is an issue where they're going to work out an understanding with their European neighbours, or do you worry that both sides are now uncomfortable with Germany's relationship with the rest of the EU and that that's going to rumble on for a while? I think the refugee crisis is almost entirely dependent on how many people continue to come. And I think that Germany will manage it as well as it can, and given its commitment and resources, that's better than other larger European countries could in its position. However, even with Germany, there will come sort of breaking point. Well, we'll, I suppose, await that breaking point or perhaps some improvement in the situation. But for now, thanks very much, Stefan Waxel in Berlin and Andrew Sharman here in the studio in London. That's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye.